All right. Hello again. I'm Josh Wright. And I'm Ricky. And welcome to The Briefing Room. So today we have the privilege of getting to talk to a national sales coach. Uh, This is somebody who has coached me. She has coached many of the top title sales reps in the country uh, and started off as a title rep herself. And she was really good at bringing value to realtors, which is why I brought her in today, because I really want her to be able to bring some good value to you guys. Uh, So without further ado, Lisa Crown, how are you? Doing well, doing well. I was trying to hunker down and quarantine. <laughs> I heard that. That's what we're doing here, too. Unfortunately, I can't get six feet between us. Yeah, where's but... your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I trust Ricky, though. Well, I sprayed you down with Lysol earlier, so. Yeah. You know so, <laughs> so, Lisa, thank you so much for being on here today. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I, I wanted to give a little bit of a background of, of who you are to some of our audience, and then I'll let you kind of just take in and tell everybody the rest. Um, so I know that you uh, are an elite coach. Uh, you do the, the title sales coaching uh, across 15 different brands, 43 different states. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Over 20 years of experience here, everybody. My gosh, that is a long time. So please continue to tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and something that maybe we don't know. Oh, thank you so much. Again, you guys, thank you so much for having me today. Appreciate it. Um, so yes, I've just like you said, I've been a, a national coach uh, for Fidelity National Title Group, um, and before that, I was in sales uh, in the '90s. So I got into sales in the '90s and ran a, a successful career from the ground up, which is important when you know you're interviewing and talking to people that they built their own organic growth. I didn't have one title order in 1998. <laughs> Not wow. one. Nobody would use me. So we'll get into that. Um, and then I grew my business to being the top 1% in all of Los Angeles County and California and the top 5% in the nation. So I did really big business on a, um, you know, on a high level. And, um, you know, I love my career. I was in the height of it when I, um, you know, started to branch out and I did a lot of nonprofit work. I love coaching. I love helping people unlock their full potential. So I worked for a nonprofit as I was a title sales exec for about eight years, and then people inside the, the nonprofit started to refer me people. So next thing you know, if they weren't in the network, I had to charge them. And I started to charge people and I had this like side business. And when I would do my side business or my volunteer business, it was like, like I was, you set my soul free, you know? I was just like in my element. And that really spoke to me. You know, I mean, even when I was making no money, just the act of coaching and helping people is really where I was like, wow, this is, this is my calling. And so about eight years ago, I went to the company and said, I have this concept. I want to start a coaching platform from the ground up on a national level. And they looked at each other like, we don't have that. That doesn't exist. And what does that look like? So I blueprinted it out. I wrote out the entire program. I presented it to them again and they said, okay, let's do it. So I sold my business. And from the ground up, not having one client, I just took the concept of I am passionate about helping people look at their business through a different lens, challenge themselves, and again, unlock their full potential. And so I've been doing it now five and a half years. The company said to me, if you can increase 20%, if we could have a 20% increase, um, we will be pleased with the program and we'll have met our expectations and we're good. And so year over year started my first year at 80% and then went to 85 and last year or 2018, I have the numbers for that was, um, 87% success rate. 
Wow. So it's really uh, exceeded their expectations with the growth um, of all the sales executives that have been through and in, um, nationally, which is pretty exciting. I, I personally have been through your sales class and it is completely, in my opinion, revolutionized how I am doing business. Um, and I'm yeah. actually going through it right now. So I'm very appreciative in all of the uh, knowledge that you drop on a daily, weekly, you know, biweekly, monthly basis to uh, the yeah. people in your class. So thank you so much for that. Um, so you and I have had some conversations about some of the struggles that you've had, right? And, and personal conversations. And so I know that some of our agents out there are going through similar struggles, right? Like they did, they're having a hard time beginning that snowball effect to generate their business and to get everything off the ground and to get it going. So I want to know if you don't mind sharing with some of our listeners, what are some of the struggles that you've had to overcome? And then what did you do to overcome those? Yeah, great question. So let's go back 22 years ago, 1998. You know, when I got started, um, everyone was loyal to someone. Nobody would use me. It was like, I thought, what the heck am I doing? And so I decided, and this is a great nugget, and I hope you all have paper and pen to write some things down, is, is um, yeah, Josh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have been talking to the listeners, but I was prepared. I'm ready. I'm good. <laughs> no. Um, my thing was I wanted to go interview people that I eventually wanted to work with. So I picked 10 of the biggest top producers in my entire area. And I had five questions to ask them kind of like, what made you get started in real estate? Um, you know, what does your title company do for you? Um, you know, what's something missing? Is there something either in your business or from your title company that's missing that you want to share with me? So I had about, you know, two, three, four questions like that. But my last question was if I, you know, came in and brought you value and brought you these nuggets you say are missing and helped to be an intricate part of your team, would you open title with me? And these are big mega megas, you know, and nine of them said no. And I was like, screw this job, okay? This is not for me, this sucks. So I walk in my last guy's name's Steve. I walk in, I'm so defeated. I'm like this, I'm gonna go do something else. This is lame. And so I go in, I do the questions. I say, so Steve, obviously you wouldn't use me if I, you know, gave you everything in the world and, you know, gold bars. I might as well just walk out the door, you know, and use me for title. He goes, I'd give, I'd give you a world. A world. I'd use you. Wow. That's I was it. like, I could do this. That's all it takes. Is I could do this. Yes, to make all those nine notes. So you're saying there's a chance. Steve Mason, I love you, buddy. Thank you for the yes. Yeah, he changed my life. Awesome. I mean, literally, I'm not going to, I'm not joking. Because I was so defeated. So anyway, I get into it, and then sure enough, it's true. I had a thousand no's. It was always a no. No. I remember people would say, like, if I took a dog house for a listing, I wouldn't give it to you. I go, what about a birdhouse? <laughs> I, I started to use humor. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty funny. Like, I'm going to use a little bit of my humor. And that helped a bit. I also... With my nose, like somebody would call me and say, Hey, did you just pass out a class flyer all over Remax to 100, you know, desks? I go, I did. My class is next week. I'm so excited. She's like, I threw them all out and hung up on me. Like, I was bullied. Okay. Oh they were not nice. Wow. They, they were loyal to their person to almost a fault. And they didn't want somebody new coming in. It was always a no. Well, what happens is really for me was. 
focus on the value, focus on the interest of the listener. What do they want to hear? It's about them. It's not about me. It's, you know, finding the holes in their business and being willing to get edgy and creative, think outside the box and get in there. And when you get the yes, then you use that as leverage when you move on. Like you were just saying, I'm going to leverage Jason Abrams. I don't even know if you've talked to him or hung out with him. But you're using and leveraging his name and his connection through your network. Brilliant. It's that it's that piece, wow. you know, and so that was a really big thing for me. The next thing was um, throughout my work, I had a lot of health issues. And I think the health issues also stem from um, a bit of a workaholic. And so challenges I went through was I worked myself into the ground, nights, weekends, holidays. I missed parties. I missed get togethers. I gave up my life to create this success that I wanted to, you know, and I wanted to be in. What I was young and didn't know is when you don't give yourself grace, you don't allow yourself to make mistakes. You don't give yourself a break and find that balance. You're, you're going to flop. You know, you're going to crash and burn or you're going to miss out on life. And those aren't two things I'm willing to give up. You know, I just didn't know that then. So a lot of my challenges, so I got health issues because I wasn't, you know, you're ultimately not fully taking care of yourself when you don't take a break, you know, and so had a few surgeries, you know, to take care of stuff. And, um, you know, to me, you know, I lost my spleen. I was in a 10 hour surgery in 2006 and lost my spleen and, Thought it was the end of the road for me to be honest with a four and a half month recovery to just come to another surgery wow and then another three and a half month recovery so it you know and it's funny it just it, i didn't let it take me down or bring me down it just inside made me read you know redo my business model redesign it in a way that i could be successful i could be relaxed i can go on vacation i can make the party i can have a life i'm i feel good you know and i'm a, I become a kind person you know in 2008 in the crash in the market um i also went through a divorce so i had challenges you know it's like you don't skate through this thing and it's easy breezy i mean working and hitting massive success for me did come with some obstacles and challenges. Needless to say, when I made that shift in my life to focus in on my good health, I went to personal workshops. I got to know Lisa Crown. I focused in on, um, you know, really understanding my goals, not my, my ego or trying to prove myself to either myself or, you know, you know, uh, can you cuss on here? That's not a good idea. Uh, yeah, go ahead. We want the personality to come out. I was like, "Do you have a beef?" <laughs> uh, we were talking about how on your on your your blooper reel, the very oh, the first, first one, one is like, <laughs> we were cracking up. Yes, I don't give up. Yeah, um, they fly out from time to time. Um, anyway, shit bag dad. You know, so the bottom line is, I was trying to prove that, and so once I really learned that, you know, um uh focusing in on what matters and what's important to me and also achieving my goals and achieving that success for myself like really truly unleashed um you know and superseded any goal i ever thought i had for myself and i had higher success to be honest and had a balanced life and grew up and matured up and you know got my health in control um you know was single for you know a little while and and got to focus in on all those things that i was telling you that i was working on so 
um, two years after my divorce, I ended up meeting my husband now, Ryan, um, and Ryan and I have been together, um, married for 10 years, together 11, and uh, we have two great, two wonderful children. Oh, well, congrats, yeah, and we love children. the kids. The kids are yes, in a lot of your videos, so. <laughs> they might run back and forth because I am quarantined with them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you're home now with, with all the kids in the family right now? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I love Adelaide. Yeah. Is that her name? Right. One of them. Adelaide. Adelaide. Yes. Adelaide, so she, she's the one that we They're see. Granny names, two grandmas. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, just kind of tie back real quick, you know, talking about your struggles and stuff like that. I mean, obviously you had a really, really strong why that kept you going. Um, I mean, if, you, if you're open to it, would you, would you share what, what that, what that reason was? Absolutely. When I was, when I was young, I lived with an unknown why. But the whys are in all of us. We don't know what it is because we're not willing to dive deep, be vulnerable, and really listen to the truth. My why was a very, uh, like a sad why, to be honest. I'm going to be really open with you guys. My dad and my mom got divorced when I was four months old. And my dad just wasn't interested in a relationship and connection with me. Okay, There was a, definitely a big, huge disconnect there. And, um, well, I'll just say it because you know what? It's called life. My mom turned out, had an affair, and made me. And so her and my dad lied to me until I was 31. Oh, wow. So oh, my dad wow. knew I was the product of that affair. So in really, truly, he was arm distance length and really didn't invest into our relationship. And I could never figure out why. So I was always trying to get him to love me. Mm. And I always yeah. wanted him to be, I wanted to be like, hello, look at me. I'm worthy of it, right? Or not, I don't know. So the why, I didn't know it, but it was about me trying to prove to him like, I'm love, like, love me, you know? I want you to love me, right? You just want to um, I'm not going to choke up on your freaking podcast. I'm going to talk about right now. <laughs> oh, but that's deep. I mean, that's, uh -oh. that's real. You're losing yeah. coach. You're losing coach. Yeah. What? Uh, I said that's deep. That's real. I mean, that's something yeah, that a it. lot of people and go through. Yeah. That's what it was. Really long time. I didn't I'd be like, that's what I don't even know what I would say. It was just so off the wall. The truth was I was fighting for him to be like, wow, God, that award, this award. Da, da. And every time I won an award, I remember when I won my Oscar, there's only like, I don't know, eight in the, in the world, in the US or whatever. And when I won mine, they're like speech and all this, and there's all these people. And I was getting the speech, or at least in our region that we did it. I don't remember, it was a while back. I was so empty up there. I was like, dang, I guess my why is wrong. When I discovered the why, I was like, wait, I get it. It made a lot of sense. Interesting that it leveraged to a point of success and not going backwards into like drugs or alcohol and going down a different slope. So at least it was, you know, in business. But once I got, once I let that why go, when I found out the truth, when I was mm -hmm. 31, I said, I'm on a discovery to find my new why. So I did, I found my new why. I was around 32 years old, single gal. And I said, my why now is for my, for a family that doesn't exist, for a husband I'm going to find and for children I'm going to make. And I'm going to work so hard for them so they don't have to struggle. They're going to come into my world. I'm going to have money and sol it's gonna be a you know, solid foundation and security. I'm going to do that through working really hard with nice balance and having good energy and feeling at peace. And so when they arrive, they will come into a really good situation and now that they're here and they did arrive and all that came about they're still my inspiration 
Wow. I love that. I just wow. don't want to. I love that. We're both yeah. family guys here too. So he's, you know, Ricky has two kids. Love I it. have a three-year-old who you posted on your Facebook page the other day. She, love she her. Loved... <laughs> She's my mascot. She's a little ham. So you, this actually makes me want to ask you a question kind of in regards to the, the balance part. So that was a big, you know, I guess you would say you weren't very balanced at the beginning and that was a part of right. your transition was becoming balanced. I'm curious, do you feel like you would be at the level of success that you're at today if you if you were more balanced at the beginning or do you feel like you'd be further? You, does that make sense? Do you cuz to me it's like you worked extra hard and you sacrificed your health and you did all these things so that you could create this this super strong program that you're running today but had you been balanced mm -hmm. then and taken time away from your work do you feel like you would have still been able to make it where you are today it, it's such a good question truly because i feel like we're products of our past part of my greatness stems from my failures and my struggles the problem is failures and struggles were very weak to me i, I vulnerability was not in my vocabulary because i wanted to be strong you know, and always do the right thing. And I didn't want to mess up. And mistakes were like, uh, you might as well put me in jail. You know, when I got older and I realized, make mistakes, make them every day. I hope I make one on this podcast for God's sake, right? <laughs> like make mistakes. That's where you get your greatness from. Right. All of those failures amount to this Lisa Crownson right here. Mm. If she would have done it all right in the get, I, I don't know where I'd be right now, you know? Um, and that's, that's important to know because I'm so proud of myself that I have, I mean, honestly, I would never, I've never, not on any of my podcasts or anything I've ever done, talked about like my story with my dad, but it's really a part of my why. And if you're going to ask, I'm going to tell you, you know, and what that truth is, it's like, if you leave the truth unsaid and I don't tell you that next piece then it's kind of like, oh, I wonder what happened with her and her dad. It's like, it was something out of my control, folks, you mm -hmm. know? And this is my story. It's who and what I'm about, you mm -hmm. know? And so it just, to me, I feel like I'm grateful for the lesson. Mm -hmm. That's my messaging mm -hmm. to this audience is what out of everything we experience, there is a lesson in it, better and different. It's just, there's a lesson there. And I've gotten so many lessons through, it's led me to this point. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's so like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was powerful. Um, but in your coaching, uh, in your coaching platform, so do you find out, uh, the, the your guys is why, like, wh why are you wanting to be a part of this coaching platform? You know, what, what's, what's driving you to want to be successful at this? That's a good question. Lisa. <laughs> yeah. So we do, you know what I'll tell you a lot of people who are newer in the newer programs, like zero to three years in the business, they, they're really struggling. I would tell you probably 80, 85% have not a clue. Mm -hmm. Totally. Okay. Totally. Okay. It could be that they got bullied when they were younger. It could be that they got dumped by a girl or a guy, it, you know, it could be that they don't feel good enough. It could be that they want to save for their family like me. Like it could be positive or negative. People are not fully aware and ready. I, I believe to get that vulnerable, to tap into the truth, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and some of it, the, the 80, the 15% of the new people that it open when they open up and share, I see into their soul. Mm -hmm. I can't believe 
the stories that I've heard. I mean, I've been a sobbing mess on some of my calls because I cannot believe one's journey and then the outlook comes and attaches to the why, you know? And so, and then my more advanced, I would say it's almost 50, 50 or 60, 40, um, 60% have a why. I will say of the 60%, probably 45% of them are wrong in a way they're not, they need to go deeper and 15% are raw as heck and you can tell and feel it. And I'll say to someone, go deeper. Mm-hmm. And they'll say something goes, something I'll go, let's, let's go to the next level. Let's go deeper. And they'll be talking, they'll be talking, they'll be talking. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, I feel that totally go down into the basement on that. Wow. So you it's would. So and my hope is that everybody listening to this has the experience of the true why, whether it's embarrassing, whether it's vulnerability, whether it's amazing, whatever. I really hope you're part of that 15% that really have tapped into that because it literally, it um, that's part of the unleash and getting that full potential. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, she answered my question before I even asked it. I can remind you. I can remind you. And Lisa, it's so true because, you know, you and I have had a conversation where after one of our coaching calls, because I'm new. So for those of you who don't know how long I've been in this, I haven't even been in this for a year yet in title sales. And so um, I was fortunate enough to get into Lisa's uh, class early, but it, she's so right. I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, get thrown in an industry and kind of find your way through it. And then everybody has their relationships. And so you and I had a very kind of raw conversation where I had to, mm-hmm. you know, just be real with you and tell you, look, I feel like a lot of times I'm, I'm imposing, I'm being kind of an imposter where I have to act like I'm this resident expert, or I have to act like I am this, you know, hardcore title guy, but really I'm so new. And that was a big struggle of mine. And so you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes you have to get to that deeper level in order to really climb to the next growth part of your life. And so, um, thank you so let much for sharing that. that yeah. Let me, let me add something to that though, Josh, because I coach thousands of people in the nation and I see my zero to three years, you wouldn't know in a hundred years that you're a year into the business. I mean, smart class act, willing to go after it. You're a hard worker. You're in tune. You listen. You, I mean, you got to understand you got put in late in the game on my coaching round and typically people fall totally behind. You got so fast caught up and in there and rose about every, above everybody else. So I just want to tell you the way that you are doing and conducting your business interests me more than the time in. Like you're vivacious, I'm telling you. Watch out for this guy, people. <laughs> thank so. you. I'm blushing a little bit, so thank you for that. It was already kind of no, warm no. in here. She does not mean. So the last person we had on our podcast was Kieran Clarkin, and we had a lot of fun with him. And I, I don't think you know who he is. He's a local agent, but he and he's from New York, so you can kind of get the idea behind him. He's very loud and just hits the camera hard. And uh, he's very yeah. big into branding, right? And this is something that you really teach us through our class as well, is how to build our brand, what that means. Um, and so I was hoping maybe you could touch a little bit more in depth on the different types uh, of, or the different ways to brand yourself and then how you begin that at the beginning steps, the different types of things you can do. 
with with branding for um, a sales executive or with well, a real let's go with the real estate agent. Let's say I'm just or new to you know just anything real real estate sales. I'm just getting in. Okay, what cool. are the things I need to do to create a following? You know, what should I be posting and how how do I go about all that? So the reality is, you you know, you got to have a game plan. What I'm saying to people right now is, you should have a shutdown game plan. You got to have a game plan. You got to know all the parts and you got 30 days or 31 days in a month to execute. So what it really comes down to, you know, and branding yourself stems up with the marketing and marketing stems up with either content pieces or you being the messenger or you doing it through the portal of social media. So branding is everything. It's the mm -hmm. heart of your business. And what happens is no matter if you're a realtor or you're a sales executive or home warranty or escrow, you, the reality is you're a farmer. And a farmer means that you're, it's your job to campaign yourself. It's kind of like you're running for president in your community or your area, and you're exposing yourself in all these different avenues and channels because we all as consumers or as realtors, you know, whoever you're going after has a different communication love language. Mm. You know, this guy might not ever read his emails, but man, if he could call, if you call on his phone, he answers like that. Text message, video, being on social media, going live, doing a post, doing a podcast, you know, it's, it's figuring out these different channels, but the way you figure them out is that you predetermine them at the top of the month. You've got to have your game plan in, in place, you know, it leads me to my next point. I know you guys are going to ask me about this too, about, you know, um, you know, kind of what to do, but my, my, if you want me to get into that, Josh, I know you kind of want to talk please, about that, but yes, something that's really, really important about all this on this all that i'm saying right this is the game plan it's up here it looks great and sexy it's the execution hmm. execution comes from time blocking like a ninja you know and being obsessed with this guy your your day planner um so i'm going to give you four tools and and on this topic because this is really important branding is one thing execution is the other you have to take massive action on the game plan for it to come alive you know so many people sit on their branding i should really do a video it should compass this and i should do a postcard maybe they'll say that and maybe i should you know send a text and let me prepare the text and let me think about it and i read it over and i'm not sure it's overthinking boom 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 we're in q2 we're in Q2 on a shutdown. I feel bad for people in Q1. They were like, I'm going to get big, get started, start brand, start firming, start, start, start. Mm -hmm. And now we're in complete lockdown. Mm -hmm. Analysis paralysis. Right? That's right, man. Yep. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Now, it's okay. We're still doing a shutdown. It's just now, I mean, we're still doing a game plan. It's just in a shutdown mode. Um, and it's still the same. There's a lot up here. And the way that it gets executed is through time blocking like a ninja. I mean, I literally can be here talking about time blocking all day long, because if you can master that, you're going to win at all these time blocking is the execution plan. You know, where you're time blocking from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, everything. I would use pencil. I would get an old school day planner. It should be managed by every 15 minutes. Not that you have to manage it by every 15 minutes, but that it has that on there in case you do something at 1145. You know, I don't like it by the hours, too much missed space. Mm -hmm. And so managing that time and putting all the parts, the game plan, the parts, they go in there. And then it's time to execute. And I execute with this guy, my phone, my timer. Can't live without my timer. So if I'm going to start working on my thank yous or I'm going to be doing my, you know, my commenting on, on social media, I'm going to put my timer on. Mm -hmm. And then I go back to my to-do list. Okay. And I grab my highlighter. This is the victory swipe. 
if you follow me on social media, you'll see I'm very big into the victory swipe because when you swipe off done, done, and done, it's like, yes, I did it. It's the execution piece. Yeah. It's the finale. Done, done, and done. You cannot swipe unless you're 110% done. Right. So you swipe through that and, um, you know, have all the things you need to do. And that's your miracle morning. That's your Zoom meetings. That's your prospecting. That's your posting. That's your follow-up. That's turning into a teacher and teaching them kids. It's dinner time. It's, you know, bath time. It's all the parts, business and personal, need to be on this guy. And all your job is, is to get this out and swipe 100% done. You know, that is a big piece. And then also the to-do list. I'm a huge to-do list person. You know, Amen. I've got my to-do list going down. <laughs> Everything on there, victory swipe as well, when 100% done. Sometimes on my day planner, I'll write to-do list and dash and write the four things that are get done through that hour pocket of time. Highlight when done, okay? I mean, it's about execution. So branding is nothing other than ex executing and getting it out. And if you don't, then all it is is up here. It's the big story. It looks fancy. We're all intrigued, but there's no result. Well, that's how things can slip through the crack, you know, as well. You, you, if you don't have anything written down or any, anything to remind you that, hey, this is what needs to be done, if it's all up here, it can eventually just fall through the cracks. And, I mean, I personally live by my phone calendar, and I try showing Josh this before I actually got into your coaching platform. You know, we, we were talking, mm -hmm. and I was like, I, I create a list every day of everything I need to get done, and I don't, I don't stop my day until those tasks are done for the day. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he, nice. he, he's right, and he's been very good at it. I've been better at it since, uh, obviously, being in the co in the class with the victory swiping. I've got yeah. my to-do list now. Um, but I, the part that you really, the visual that I got is, is we're all intrigued, right? Because I think what happens is, and I, I was victim of this. I'm still a victim of this sometimes because I, I'm what everybody calls me the ideas guy. That's what the people close because I just come up with kind of out of the box ideas. And so, but the problem is I was never, I've never been known as the execution guy because I was the one that would come up with all these ideas and I had hundreds of them floating around in my head, but I would never actually go do anything, right? I would be like, oh yeah, we should do this. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And then next week, it's like, how come we never started that? You know, and so that's been a big piece of going through your class as well as the execution. And she's right. If you guys don't have a pen and paper out, you really need to have one out. You really need to be writing some of this down because it's going to change you. I don't care if you've been in the business for a day. I don't care if you've been in the business for 10 years. You're going to learn something uh, that will better what you're doing um, now. Uh, and so, you know, Lisa, thank you so much for those, the, for some of your knowledge. I didn't know how much we were going to get uh, because I didn't know how much was a part of your coaching program and how much you're, you're willing to share. So thank you uh, for oh, being absolutely. so willing to share those. Thank you for listening to part one of The Briefing Room with special guest Lisa Crown. Follow us on Spotify to hear more inside information in part two with Lisa Crown.